Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to my mommy's podcast. Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Wabi Sabi Wellness. My name is Jeanette, and I'm so jazzed that you have joined me here today. Today's episode is going to be all about astrocartography, but before we get to that, we're going to go over the moon transits as well as the tarot card of the week. If you all are enjoying this podcast, I would really appreciate if you went and gave it a thumbs up or a review or like five stars on whatever platform it is that you are listening to this on. That would be the biggest compliment you could give me. So let's get into the moon transits. The first moon transit we're going to talk about happens on Monday, November 6th at 1.39 p.m. Central Time when the moon shifts into Virgo and will remain there until 2.08 a.m. Central Time on Thursday, November 9th. If you know me at all, this is my absolute favorite moon transit. So the moon represents our emotions and the moon transits can tell us how we might be feeling or what might be best for us to do during those periods of time. So Virgo energy is very productive. So you might find yourself feeling like you want to cross a lot of things off your to-do list. On the opposite hand, though, if you find that you're not doing a lot during those days, you might be especially hard on yourself about it. Virgo moon is also the healer and wants to help other people, so it could also be a great time for you to show the people in your life that you love them through actions. On Thursday, November 9th at 2.08 a.m. Central, the moon will then shift into Libra and remain there until 12.39 p.m. Central on Saturday, November 11th. When the moon is here, we are focused in on relationships, balance, and the aesthetics in our life. You might find yourself taking down Halloween decor and putting up whatever holiday you are celebrating next, whether that's winter holidays or Thanksgiving decor. You might also find that this is a time where you are looking through your closet, trying to figure out what do you need or want to make the winter capsule ideal for you. This is also a great time for dates or to call your friends and have a long chat. After that, on Saturday, November 11th at 12.39 p.m. Central, the moon will then shift to Scorpio and stay there until 8.23 p.m. Central on Monday, November 13th. We dig really deep when the moon is in Scorpio, especially while the sun is in Scorpio too. Now is the time for us to look under that hypothetical rug and see what have we pushed aside in the last month? What has upset you, ticked you off, made you feel emotions that were maybe a little uncomfortable. Now is a great time for some reflection. So you might find yourself diving into tarot, meditation, maybe yoga, just whatever it is that helps you explore your inner self. As far as the tarot card of the week, I have pulled the four of swords. While we might have had a busy last few weeks with Halloween and the kids, now is the time for us to take a little downtime before the rush of holiday season begins. So I want you all to prioritize yourself this week. What can you do that feels like rest that isn't just your nightly sleep? So there we have it. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode, which is all about astrocartography. Okay, let's start off with the basics. What is astrocartography? So the same way that you would go to an astrologer for your birth chart reading, you would go to an astrologer for your astrocartography reading as well. The same way that a birth chart is based off of the exact time, place, and date of your birth um, is how an astrocartography reading is done as well. So basically, astrocartography is a mapping technique that uses astrology to identify places on Earth where you might feel your best or possibly your worst. It can be a really great way for you to decide where I should move or where should I vacation or where is a place that can be really healing um, in the short term, but maybe not ideal for me in the long run. So on today's episode, I'm going to go through each of the lines. Um, These are just the main lines. There are so, so 
many lines that run through our charts, um, but the main lines are the strongest that we might feel. So I'm going to start off, obviously, with the sun. So as the sun represents who we are, you shine really bright along your sun line. You might feel like your most authentic version of yourself here, so the sun line can be a great place for you to live long term. Um, the moon line is a place where really intense energy can be felt. Remember, the moon is about your emotions. Um, and this can also be particularly true for relationships. This might be a place where you have really deep conversations and interactions. It can also be places that you hone in on your intuition. For your Mars line, this is a great place to go if you need a push to act. I wouldn't necessarily suggest living here as extended times there can lead to frustration and burnout. But if you are looking for a burst of ideas or a burst of drive, going to your Mars line might give you that energy that you were looking for. Next up is Neptune. Okay, so Neptune is another one where I wouldn't necessarily say I would want to live at because it does have these rose tinted glasses kind of effect there, which can bring you confusion and illusion. But in shorter bursts, they are great for your creativity and spirituality. You can really dive into, say, artistic pursuits or creative pursuits while you are visiting a place that is along your Neptune line. Okay, Saturn. So Saturn is a place for self-development. Again, not one that I would say is a great place to relax or live at long term, but it can really open things up for you and give you some lessons that you might need to move forward in life. Back to another one where I actually think you might want to live on. Um, this would be your Jupiter line. So you'll just feel really great living on your Jupiter line. You might feel really lucky there. It might be a place where you feel hope and freedom and expansion and all those good things. Venus, another one that I think would be lovely to live along. The Venus line is, well, so Venus is the planet of love and money. So you might find yourself with luck um, along those two there. Um, but you might also find a real strong connection. So if you don't live on your Venus line, it could be a really great place for you to take like a romantic um, vacation or go if you need some new ideas for work, things like that. Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication. So living along a Mercury line can lead to you working on your communication skills. I don't know if I would necessarily live along a Mercury line, but there are great places to go with people that you want to get communication um, back on track with, right? You might also feel really social along this line as well. Okay, Uranus. Uranus is another one that I would not live on long term because it can be very destabilizing in the long run. But Uranus lines can give you a lot of drastic change that you might need to fuel you for your next big change in life. You might be feeling more rebellious and open to ideas that might not necessarily be what you've always aligned with when you visit a Uranus line. Okay, now we have Pluto lines. Pluto. Okay, again, another one I might not really want to live along because it can be very intense energy, but in the short term, it can be very, very healing. Um, you might have to experience a power struggle first before you get that healing, but this is a place where you can have huge levels of growth or maybe even an emotional rebirth. Um, the Pluto line is not one I would take like a romantic relationship to. I would say that the Pluto line is really good for a solo trip. Okay, lastly, the Chiron lines. Chiron can give you a lot of healing. Again, this is a place I would not necessarily want to live because it can be very tender. Um, again, another place I wouldn't necessarily travel to with other people because 
there's a lot of healing that you're doing on your own there. Um, you might be feeling very emotional when you're on a Chiron line. Um, you might also leave, though, feeling really nourished and whole, which is fantastic. So that is just a quick summary on all of the lines in astrocartography. Um, when you add astrocartography along with, say, a transit reading, you can figure out, hey, where should I go during this specific time in my life, right? If you match those two up, that can be where some real magic comes out for you. Um, also, there are so, so many lines. So please take this with a grain of salt. There's a lot of lines that are very positive, a lot of lines that are negative, a lot that are kind of just like somewhere in the middle, but do have some kind of energy attached to them. If you are interested in an astrocartography reading though, I do those as well. So feel free to send me a DM and we can set that up for you. I will go through planets or not planets, but places along all of those lines for you and help you figure out where you should be going next to make sure that you are getting to the next stage that you want in life. Alrighty, so next week's episode will be about the new moon. We are getting on the 13th. Super excited to talk about that, especially as we're getting closer and closer to being very much out of this eclipse portal energy that we have been in. And the quote that I'm leaving you for with this week, leaving you with this week, is knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. And that was said by Aristotle. I hope you all have a beautiful, magical, wonderful week. And please remember to look within. Thank you.